You're listening to a sermon preached at University Presbyterian Church in Seattle, Washington. For more information, please visit our website, theupc.org. I'm supposed to be talking about uh, freedom from fatigue, being tired and all that good stuff. Well, uh, uh, let me um, read the scripture first. Let's do that. Matthew chapter 11, I'm reading verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That was from the New International Version. Listen to it from the Amplified Version. Come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you rest. I will ease and revive and refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief and ease and refreshment and recreation and blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. And what is a sermon without a quote from the message? (laughs) Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. The word of the Lord. As we would say where I grew up, uh, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. Well, I uh, had the privilege this summer of uh, taking about five weeks off. My wife is an elementary uh, school principal, and they only get July off to to vacation. So we cram as much as we can into the month of July, and then I snuck an extra week. Shh, don't tell the congregation. Uh, the other part of uh, this summer for me was my grandson who lives in Ethiopia in Addis Ababa came to visit. He arrived June 21st and he left August 3rd. And since I don't get to hug that fellow as much as I would love to, it, oh, it was so much fun. And so naturally, because he's here, we have to do all this special stuff, you know, all the stuff you don't usually do. You know, when you don't have special guests, you know, you fix the food differently, you know, you go, oh my goodness. It, but it was marvelous, but it was very tiring, I should say. And one of the things we did was we took him to California to ride some real roller coasters. No offense to Wild Waves. No offense to Silverwood over in Idaho. But I grew up in California where they have real roller coasters. And so we took him to this amusement park with all these roller coasters, the fast ones, the high ones, the short ones, the tall ones, and the place is massive. And this fellow was running all over the place. Lord have mercy. I realized that I am actually getting older. <laughs> Thankfully, my nephew, who was in his middle 20s, was there with us and was able to just run with this fella everywhere he went. He and his, and my other nephew, who's about the same age, they were all over the place. But when that day was done, guess what? I was fatigued. <laughs> we had fun, but doggone it, I was tired. Oh my goodness, but it was a joy. But I realized that 
we are busy, 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 busy people. What makes you tired? What causes you to fatigue? And this is where you get to participate uh, in the service. I want you to just turn to the person to your left, and I want you to tell them one thing that you are tired of right now. Just one thing you're tired of right now. Not everything, one thing. All right, turn to somebody else, tell them what you're tired of. Just one thing, not, not the whole thing. I don't know about you, um, but I think the average work week is getting ridiculous. Lord have mercy. Uh, back in 1979, when I first went into vocational ministry, uh, they told me, well, we don't have a 40-hour work week here. It's 50 to 60 hours. I said, what? But because I was young, I didn't know any better. And I thought, 50 to 60 hours in a week? Lord, have mercy. And then when you uh, start having a family and children come and you get, what, three weeks off, maybe two weeks in those days. Uh, this is where I love Sweden because in Sweden, when you have a child, you get almost a year off. Somebody Can somebody say nine months? Nine months to rest and to recover. Ooh, come on. So raise your hand and say, Lord, bring that to us now. That would be wonderful, isn't it? But you know what? We are spending our time doing, 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 going, running, 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 and we are just flat out tired. Are you already tired of the 2016 presidential election? Come on. I'm tired already. Can we vote tomorrow, please? Uh, thumbs down on all of them, right? Oh my goodness, we, we are engaging so much that just wears us out. And so, therefore, I am so excited about this text. Because the text is really simple, and it's an inviting text, and it is filled with so much life. Come unto me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Come unto me, all who are weighted down uh, beneath tons and tons of burdens. You know, the Orthodox Jew, uh, for them in religion, uh, religion was a thing of burdens. Jesus said to the scribes and the Pharisees, they tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift or move a finger. The Jew religion was a thing of endless rules. Do this, do that, don't do this, don't do the other. And a person lived his and her life in a forest of regulations which dictated everything and action that they took. Lord, have mercy. And they were obligated to listen forever to a voice which says, Thou shalt not Think about it. When you had children, you had to wait eight days before you could dedicate them. You had a child, you got to stay in the house three more months before you can bring them out. Think about it. You had, oh, Lord Jesus, you wanted to, 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 to harvest your crop. You couldn't get all the way out to the edges. You just had to stay on the inside. And if you missed something, oh, Lord, you dropped it. You couldn't go back and get it. I'm telling you, they had rules and regulations for everything. And if you tried to keep all those things, guess what? You'd be weighted down and burdened. And that's how they lived. What are the burdens that we carry? Uh, many of which are imposed on us by others, such as taxes. 
This is not a political speech, so we won't move any further there. <laughs> but we're burning uh, with the expectations that people put on us, especially, uh, can I put, just say, a, put a plug in for you, Pastor? Would you leave the man alone? <laughs> he cannot possibly meet every expectation of every person in this room. But if you're like me, I want you to meet my need, my desire, the thing that's important to me. Come on, am I lying or am I flying? Oh my goodness, right? But we have uh, burdens placed on us by others, and then there are burdens we place on ourselves. Why do I put so much pressure on me to, to please you, who I won't see for another two years? <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, thank you for that word. I said, oh, you're coming back next week. I heard that back there. <laughs> but, but we have all these burdens that we live under. And do you ever think about the stress and the strain that it puts on us to please our employers, please employees, to please our, our, our other half, our better half, our friends, Lord, have mercy, to please what the society says we ought to be about and what we ought to do. It's, I'm telling you, it's a lot of work. But in the midst of all of that, Jesus comes with these words of comfort and says, come to me, all who are exhausted. And I love the fact that that the invitation is always there. And sometimes I forget that, especially when I've done an uh-oh or I've blown it, or I've done something, or thought something, or that that may not necessarily be pleasing to God. I forget that He still says, "Come, come." And I have this notion that God is saying, "Get away, get away." I don't think I've ever read in the Scripture where God says, "Get away." He's always saying, "Come," even in our brokenness, even in our fallenness, even in our sinfulness. Amen. How many are glad for that? Amen. Amen. And and He and He bids us. Come, the invitation is there, and I'm glad that the invitation is for all. Have you ever studied the Greek word for all? It means what? Thank you. I'm glad you are a studious congregation. And it's not just for a select group of people. It's not for the elite. It's not for that special tribe. It's for everybody, and God's arms are spread open wide for all of us, and he's saying, Come! Those of you who are exhausted by all the expectations, those of you who are weighted down and burdened down, come unto me so I can give you rest. Isn't that good news? Come with all your baggage. I thought in the beginning I had to get clean before I could come to the Lord. Come on now, smoking acid. I mean, taking acid. If you smoked it, you were really crazy. <laughs> Doing heroin and drinking and taking all kind of pills. That was my lifestyle. And I thought I had to get rid of all that before I came to Christ. But Christ kept saying, come. And as I came to him, he began to do something in me that is still transforming me to this day. I am indeed a new creature because he said, come as you are. I was a part of the all. And then he said, don't, don't, don't waste time trying to fix yourself up because guess what? You can't. But if you come to me, I'll do this. Then he tells us what? To take up his yoke. Put it on our shoulders. The Jews use this phrase, the yoke for entering into submission to something or someone else. They spoke of the yoke of the law, uh, yoke of the commandments, uh, yoke of the kingdom, and the yoke of God. But I think when Jesus used this term, he had another picture in mind. 
He says, take my yoke. Why? Because it's easy. And if you know anything about that word in the Greek, it means well-fitting. And they said that in Palestine, the ox yoke, the, the ox's yoke was made out of wood and the ox was brought and it was measured. And they took the measurements and then they sent the ox away. Then they roughed out the, the yoke and then they brought the ox back. Right? And they put it on him and then they carefully adjusted it so that it wouldn't gall him. It wouldn't hurt him. It wouldn't be burdensome for the, the beast. And they made sure that it fit well. It was well fitting. You can also say, you can almost say that the, the yoke was tailor made, baby. Anybody in here had some t shirts made just for you? When I was in the army, I had clothes made just for me, man. I still have my green suede maxi jacket with my plaid cape. <laughs> Don't laugh. It was in style then. <laughs> At least in my neighborhood. <laughs> but it was tailor-made, and that's how much Bert, how much care was given to, for the ox. And Jesus says, come to me. My yoke is easy, and it is well-fitting. And Jesus does not load us down with a bunch of stuff that make us heavy. He came that we might have what? Life. And life to the full. My burden is light. Here it means something carried. Uh, in the, from the Greek word pharaoh, or pharaoh, meaning to bear. It is in contrast to another Greek word, boros, which uh, definitely means heavy and burdensome. And so the word he selected was one that says, Come bear this yoke that's not weighted down. And I'm grateful, so grateful, that God welcomes us and invites us. He invites all of us. He asks us to come as we are so that he can give us rest. The story is told of a man that came up on a little boy carrying still a smaller boy on his back. That's a heavy burden you're carrying there, young man, he said. The little boy replied, that's not a burden. That's my little brother. The burden which is given in love and carried in love is always light. God calls us to put this well-fitting yoke on him. And guess what? Guess what? And Jesus is in the yoke with us, which means that he, he helps us carry whatever he asks of us. Amen? Amen. And, and I, want, I say that because I want us to not mislead people in our effort to win them the Christ and give them the impression that th there are no expectations when you come to Jesus. Oh, 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 yes, he has expectations, right? Christ places certain demands on us, but guess what? They are not heavy demands. In fact, uh, what he places on it enables us to be everything he envisioned us to be and everything he creates us to be, and he helps us to carry them. Uh, his yoke is light and is, and is easy, and as a husband, guess what? He tells me to love who? My wife. As a father, he tells me what? Not to provoke them to anger, but to raise them in the admonition of the Lord, right? As a friend, he tells me to interact with you uh, out of integrity and with a sense of loyalty. As a minister, he asks me to lead with integrity and honesty and to, to, to act as a servant, 
Because Jesus came not to be served, but rather to serve as an employer. I'm, I'm asked to be just with those I employ. As an ambassador for Christ, sharing the gospel with non-believers is not a burden for me. No, it is a joy. I, I count it a privilege to be invited into God's plan to redeem this world that he loves so dearly. So God asks us for things. So don't, don't confuse people and tell them, no, 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 you come to Jesus and you don't have to worry about a thing. There are some things God wants you to do, but they are not designed to burden you down, but rather to make you better. Because guess what? When I love my wife, there's peace at home. <laughs> when I do what she says, there's joy in the home. Come on now. <laughs> Hey, come on, when I'm really nurturing my sons, come on, I have two of them. When I was nurturing those fellas, I didn't have a problem with them doing their homework and picking up the trash, take the garbage out. But when they felt like I was just being mean and crabby to them, then they got an attitude as well. And I, dis and I discovered that when I was true and honest with my friends, guess what? They were true and honest with me. Well, as a minister... Leading with integrity and as a servant yields great fruit. I don't have to fight a lot of people because I'm not on a big horse trying to command everybody what to do, but rather trying to lead them in a way that is honoring to God. Amen? Amen. And, and, and guess what? If you are an employer and you're nice to your peoples, they want to come to work. My son just moved back from Sweden. He had been there nine years. He needed to find employment. He found uh, he's working for a company. Lord have mercy, that bad boy's up on time every day trying to get ready. And he's chomping at the bit to go to work because they give him a good wage. And Tuesday, he'll be there 30 days. <clears throat> and now he's going to get good benefits better than his daddy's. <laughs> and that fella, he's... He's just, ooh, he's dancing in the kitchen. Dad, it's Tuesday's my 30th day. Guess what? Woohoo! I'll be a permanent employee. And guess what? I can go have my teeth fixed. <laughs> when we do what God wants, it's not a burden. It really isn't. It's light. And it helps us to live into who he is and who he wants us to be. Amen? And as the ambassador for Christ... I'm not here to force people to know God and to love God. But I simply share with them my story of transformation and hope and life. And I share with them the beauty that has come to me and the strength that has come to me since I've known him. When my son was nearly killed in a random drive-by in 19, excuse me, in 2008, that was one of the toughest days of my life. They get a call at two in the morning saying, Uncle Harvey, uh, Taryn has been shot. They just rushed him to the hospital, minding his own business, doing nothing but talking to a young lady on the phone. I say, don't be talking to those girls on the phone no more, boy. <laughs> but you know what? It was, the, it was the grace and the goodness of God that enabled my wife and I during that season to, to deal with that hardship. And then seven months later, my lovely, intelligent, beautiful, dynamic wife I nearly died from a brain aneurysm seven months after my son was shot. And God spared her life. And it was in that moment that I sensed God's care and protection and covering for me. 
oh my goodness. And when you tell people your story, they go, oh, wow. Uh, can I answer all the theological questions? N no. Uh, are there some theological problems and struggles that we have? Yes. But there's something about people hearing about the transforming love and grace that God has placed on your life. And I'm, I'm just a witness to that. And when I do that, and I do it in a caring way, in a loving way, then I'm blessed in that. So the text is simple, church. God wants you to come. He wants you to find rest. And so this morning, what your, your, your goal is right now is to, is to, is to think about those things that you have placed upon yourself and the burdens that you are carrying. And if I, if, if you were in my church, I'd call you down to the altar. And I'd have this thing filled with people who are willing to come and say, I am carrying a burden and I need to let this burden go. And then I would have somebody come and stand behind you and lay hands on you and pray that God gives you the ability to release that thing so that you can walk in the freedom that God gives us, amen? That you can experience the life and the joy that God gives us and that in the midst of struggle and hardship that somehow you would have that supernatural peace that he promises us in the book of Philippians. Oh God, would you lay your burdens down, church? <clears throat> and then would you make a commitment not to burden others with unnecessary things, with your expectations? I know your way is the only way because it came directly from God. <laughs> but can we help people experience the joy that comes from serving a loving God, a caring God, a faithful God, and I, I didn't tackle the word faithful today because it is indeed a gift that comes from the Spirit. And the more we learn how to walk in the Spirit, the more it is in us. And it gives us the capacity to, 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 um, to live with those things that we encounter. Because first of all, we learn to trust God. And then God makes us trustworthy. And that's a gift that comes from him. So lay your burdens down. Lay your struggles down. Stop trying to do this thing on your own. Stop trying to be uh, the man or the woman. Trying to be the hero or the shero, right? Come on. Lay your burdens down. Let God carry you. Get into the yoke with him and let him carry the bulk of that pain, that struggle, that disappointment, that disgust. Let him show you what real joy and real life is all about. Would you do that this morning? Would you please let it go? Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, who are burdened down, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for helping us to realize that there are some things we just cannot do in our own strength and ability. 
being faithful comes from you. Coming to you is the greatest call we can ever experience. I pray that we as your people would make that our habit. That we would do everything within our power to always come to you, to run to you, to go to you. God, and may we lay our burdens down. And may we experience the life and the richness, the goodness and the kindness and the peace that comes from being a yoke fellow with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For more UPC audio or to find out about service times, visit us at upc.org. All online audio is available on CD and cassette. To order copies of sermons and classes, please visit upc.org audio, email audio at upc.org, or call 206-524-7301, extension 117.